0: The city's heartbeat was deep within these stones, old and slow. It had yet to realize something dark had moved in. A spren as ancient as it was. An urban disease. People didn't speak of it. They avoided the palace, mentioned the queen only to complain about the ardent who had been killed. It was like standing in a high storm and griping that your shoes were too tight. Heroes of presents the StormPod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book three, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 72 and 73 of Oathbringer. If you haven't picked the right episode or you are a little bit behind on your uh, reading, I would suggest going back and making sure that you do those things. We don't want you to be spoiled. Um, We are like forever getting closer to the end of part three here, everybody. The more and more I look at the book as we record, um, it is uh, very clear that the Sanderlanch is coming. So let's hope that you get to enjoy this episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he wanted to be Vale's Little John while she was being Robin Hood. It's (laughs) Jack! What's up, man?
1: I actually do want to be Vale's Little John, 100%. It's
0: so awesome. You messaged me this morning when you finished that chapter, and you're like, it's Robin Vale. Instead of Robin Hood, (laughs) it's Robin Vale. And
1: I was like, oh my god, that's perfect! Yeah, Robin Vale, or Vale of the Hood. Vale of the Hood, yeah. Or Vale of the Hat, I guess, in this case. The hat. Well, doesn't she normally wear wide blue? Oh, yeah, she, she wears
0: Bluth's hat. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, uh, Robin <laughs> hat. No, that doesn't still have a, the same ring uh, to it. Uh, veil oh, big... hat.
1: Veil hat? What? <laughs> What's Veil hat? I've heard of Fog Hat before. Yeah, but... yeah it's not the same. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the worst concept
0: um, update for, to a Robin Hood movie ever. Veil hat. Ever.
1: Didn't you love the fact, though, that she went forward with this plan?
0: Yeah, I like how, like, just kind of impulsive she was about it. She was just like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah.
1: yeah. You want exactly. to make a splash? Let's make a fucking splash. And this is the way to do it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and then Vath is like, you're not giving away all of it, are you? Mm-hmm. No, you can, you, you can have a bite. Well, you were like, yeah, here's your sausage. <laughs> you get one here's sausage. Here's your sausage. <laughs> yeah. You,
0: uh, you had been, not concerned, but like, um, you had mentioned while she was having lunch with Wit a couple of uh, chapters ago, that she right. was like feeling guilty about eating. And we were talking about how like, you know, in order for her to do the most right. good, she needs to get energy and she needs to get food too. And you got to take right. care of yourself be- sometimes before you can take care of others. Right. Um, but you were like, you know, she could give out this food to uh you know do like uh, uh, aladdin and give that piece of bread to those two kids Mm -hmm. um and she ended up being it like she's like you know what now i have enough food to make some real change here let's and i love that she goes to the urchin and she's like who do you trust and who needs it most
1: and who didn't yeah exactly and he's got a list yeah and i love his list it's (laughs) one of my favorite things is the use of the urchin in this yeah it's awesome. Like she it's, makes one just,
0: contact, and then she's like, "You know what, buddy? You are now the contact. I'm going to give you all yeah. the food."
1: It's still it's still classic D and D stuff, though. Yeah, gather information yeah. using a streeter. You make like, contact. It's, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And uh, and you're right. I do love the fact that that the moral code kind of comes to the surface, and she distributes the food. I yeah. mean. I wasn't sure what was going to happen with all of it. Because originally I, I she thought was for thinking a moment, about
0: stealing all this food and then using it to buy her way into the cult. Like, look, look, I cult. got all this food for you guys. Can I be in the right. cult? But right. that's not really what she's like. I can't do that because all this food's just going to go to waste. Mm-hmm. But she can make a big splash and get her uh, get noticed in another right. way. Right. Yeah. it's really, right. really, It's really, really smart.
1: Okay. Let's, let's jump into this chapter, which is pretty, it's pretty great. I, I I think Rockfall, but it also has me quite concerned Mm -hmm. for the future of Shallan. Okay. Yeah, it really does because I, this has been brewing for a long time. I've had concerns about Mm -hmm. stuff, but like, there's some stuff in here that I think that, sanderson could expand further on okay and complicate things further for the story okay we can talk about it it may not be something that actually gets to that point because sometimes veil or Shalon catches things catches moments when it's gone too far Mm -hmm. even vatha notices that too you know careful that you don't take this too far right right i like vatha in this I like him too in this. It's great. Uh, he's like, I like you know, he notices her uh, like going too far. I, I thought hmm.
0: that was great. I like how he's like, you know, I'm scared shitless, but I love this.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. But he also, isn't he the character that also asks in this multiple times? Like, is this the fun you were talking about? Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Cause he's <laughs> like, I
0: don't, he's like, I'm not having fun, but I love this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I love this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, okay. Let's, let's, let's dive in. So chapter 72, getting closer Mm -hmm. to the end of part three, um, of Oathbringer, the edge dancers are too busy relocating the tower's servants and farmers to send a representative to record their thoughts in these gemstones. I'll, I'll do it for them then. They are the ones who will be most displaced by this decision. The Radiance will be taken in by the nations, but... But what of all these people now without homes? Mm -hmm. So this is interesting. I like that the edge dancers are heavily involved in relocating servants and farmers. Right. You know, I I don't know. I was trying to find lines to connect with Lyft. Right. On that, but I, I wasn't quite... I wasn't quite getting the lines, but lift
0: is a conundrum, right? She is like unique onto herself, even the way she consumes power and uses it is completely different than any other edge dancer. So it's just hard to make any kind of uh, through (laughs) lines from her to any other character.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's completely fair. And was pretty much my, my assessment when I was thinking about it. Um, So what do you make of this? The edge dancers are going to be the ones who are the most displaced By this decision, which I'm guessing is the decision to abandon the tower?
0: Yeah. Well, this has been... uh, uh, These epigraphs have been talking about this the entire time. Yeah. Once the recreants happened, Mm -hmm. once they decided that they were breaking their oath, they split from the tower. But it wasn't just them abandoning the tower. They had to relocate a lot of just the common workers that were working there. Mm -hmm. And this last line here, the radiance will be taken in by nations. So all these people who were, you know, former heroes or whatever, they still have, you know, um, they might not have their power anymore because they've abandoned their oaths, but they'll be taken in by people, right? But it's- And revered or- Yeah, or or whatever. Um, But this writer here is saying, what about all these people who don't have a home anymore? That they left their homes and they made this their home. What about them now? So yeah, it's it's it's, well, it's interesting. Yeah, you know, the very f- beginning of this part, we were getting these little snippets here, and they were like literal like nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, I like rutabaga or mm-hmm. whatever. Like it was like stuff yeah, like yeah. that didn't really matter. <laughs> but now we're getting really kind of like specific things about how these people lived back then and what their concerns were during the recreants, mm-hmm. which is really really right. interesting.
1: It is really interesting, and of course recorded in such a strange way. Mm-hmm. All these you know drawers and. Gemstones, mm-hmm. and yeah, really cool. <clears throat> this city. So this chapter begins with this city had a heartbeat, and Vale felt she could hear it when she closed her eyes. Mm-hmm. This opening sort of uh, is for me. It it continues to enforce, I think, this idea that Vale is connected to the urban setting, mm-hmm. like she feels the heart of the city. She, uh, it was mentioned before that in, in her past, which to our knowledge doesn't really exist it because she's a made up character, yeah. but in her past, she's very comfortable in
0: cities. Right. She's a rogue pretty much, right? She's what, you yeah. know, the classic kind of rogue.
1: Right. Right. She crouched in a dim room, hands touching the smooth stone, which had been eroded by thousands upon thousands of footfalls. If stone met a man, stone might win. But if stone meant humanity, then no force could preserve it. Hmm. Really cool. This is similar. This this is interesting because um, it's kind of alluding to you know one one individual, Zeth. (laughs) I didn't think about Zeth, but that's funny. But one individual might not win against stone, right? But if you meet all of humanity, then what force could could preserve it, right? So it's kind of the. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of the, uh, the bug's life thing. One ant, all ants. Yeah. Uh, it's also, I think a bit of a metaphor for water. Okay. Like one water droplet, not so much. Mm, An An ocean ocean erodes stone. Yeah. You can't. There's a lot
0: of, there's a lot of stuff going on in here, I think, because it's like, you know, not one radiant, not one person is going to be able to win this battle, to win this war. Right. But maybe together they can save humanity. Yeah. Um. But I also like how it, um, like I said, Zeth, because Zeth's people, the Shin, are like, um, they revere stone. You're not supposed to step on it, right? Right. And so this whole idea of, you know, if stone met a man, stone might win. But in in their culture, they wouldn't even have this. They wouldn't even think, like, deign to think about stepping on stone. No. You know what I mean? So stone and the Shin will last forever because it won't meet that humanity.
1: Right, it'll it won't. It'll be, or be that erosion from humanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, I think it was another thing. No, it's another thing. I'm thinking of a D&D reference. Um, I was about to say that uh, d- uh, don't the Shin revere each other um, in terms of how well they can sculpt stone? But that, I think, is stone giant material. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Never I mind. don't think this is a Shin thing. Okay. The city's heartbeat was deep within these stones. See, I, like, again, We we've sort of talked about this... Vaguely, I think throughout this, these few books, but just this idea that the stone itself here mm-hmm. on Rochar, there's something more to it. Mm-hmm. And again, they're giving it a heartbeat. The heartbeat was deep within the stone. Yeah. Old and slow. I just, I just think that's cool. And I hope that maybe there's more to that that story mm-hmm. you know I think that forward. I
0: think that if there is more to the story it la- lays with the Shin culture because they revere stone so uh, right like if we maybe. ever find yeah. out about their culture then maybe we'll know a little bit more about why stone seemingly is important on Roshar
1: um, it had yet to realize something dark had moved in into this city a spren as ancient as it was an urban disease I love that says here an urban disease? Yeah, yeah, I love that a lot. Well, that would be a great alternative title, mm-hmm. potentially. But I think Rockfall is is perfect because it sort of deals with this, with this, whole, this whole place. Mm-hmm. People didn't speak of it. They avoided the palace, mentioned the queen only to complain about the Ardent that had been killed. It was like standing in a high storm and griping that your shoes were too tight. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This Ardent, though, it's amazing how much has happened since... She was killed. Yes, yeah, since that that One killing mm-hmm. has had such a tremendous effect. There was a, a soft whistling that drew Vale's attention. She looked up and scanned the loading dock, which was occupied by herself, Vatha, and their wagon. She says to Vatha, let's go. Mm-hmm. She eased the door open and entered, a mansion, man, enter, entered the mansion proper. She and Vatha wore new faces, hers was a different version of Vale with too large a nose and dimpled cheeks it's <laughs> I was thinking to myself earlier that it's just always such a weird like I don't know trope or if it's a stereotype or something that, that a disguise like okay better make the nose Yeah. better make some unusual nose
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> even those like kids glasses <laughs> that you get with like the, with the giant nose on it like yeah, you won't be able to tell well, me I got deal. a big
1: nose no one will
0: recognize if my nose grows larger. I wonder if people like, who just, you know, predominantly have like just large noses think they're in disguise, you know? Like <laughs> they, they look at in themselves disguise. in the mirror and go, this is just my disguise. No who one am will I? know who I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> people with large noses have identity crises. Identity crises, yeah. <laughs> just really they're constantly, funny. constantly in disguise, I guess. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was thinking to myself when I was reading it that ah, let's let's pick a different feature one time, like yeah. really large ears yeah, that'll really ears. throw them off. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> yeah, I like the ears <laughs> or foreheads. There you go. Just just uh, gigantic foreheads, like mine. Yeah, well, I got more forehead gigantic. than
0: I have face. Did you know, you notice
1: that? No, but I think I might be joining you in that. Yeah, that's receding. called old
0: age receding hairline yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Shit. <laughs> Let's not uh, bring that into this. Okay. The extravagant mansion. Yeah. This, so the, so I, I really, I really like this infiltration and I really like the fact that Sanderson took the time mm-hmm. to explain their tactics. Yeah. yeah. The whistling, being yeah. on the different floors and each having a yeah, different red's, role. Red's I like the, the
0: scout. Yeah. Yeah. Red's the lookout. I like that. Me too. So it feels much. like a heist. It makes it feel more Absolutely.
1: like a heist. Yeah. Totally. Um... So Vath's disguise was that of a brutish man that, that Shalon had noticed in the market. Red's whistle meant that the coast was clear. Oh, dear. dude, yeah. I love that. It is a highlight of mine. <laughs> I really like really it. It's really cool. Extravagant stone mansion, a skylit atrium with manicured shale bark and plants. These rock buds flourished with life, spren bubbling about them or bobbing, it says, about them. The atrium went up four stories and Red was on the second whistling as the sorry as he leaned on a balustrade but the real showpiece wasn't the, these gardens mm-hmm. but these waterfalls dude this whole concept is really imaginative yeah. to me if if i'm picturing it correctly i don't mm-hmm. know i'm probably picturing it in my own mind's eye, probably different than what Sanderson had meant, but I think this is really creative. Yeah. It's really cool. Just just the whole concept of soul casting, I think is really imaginative. Very cool. Being able to
0: take one element and turn it into another is really, really cool.
1: Well, yes. And just the way it's described here, but with these waterfalls, um, but not one of the waterfalls had actually been water. They had been once, but it says here sometime long ago. Someone had mixed far too much wealth with far too much imagination Mm -hmm. and hired soul casters to transform fountains of water into other materials. And this one that they're staring at right here, it says a former waterfall spilled down in front of her, now made of crystal. Mm -hmm. The shape of flowing water crashed forever onto the stone floor, a wave that was brilliant and glistening. Mm-hmm. dude i don't know my imagination went crazy with that image and i just it i thought it was just it probably wonderful. looks
0: friggin gorgeous
1: <clears throat> absolutely mm-hmm. like stunning and and to be honest with you the, the later ones that are described which is a wooden one mm-hmm. like a wooden waterfall yeah like I don't know, I just I just was delighting in these it, waterfalls. It feels and like the it last would be one a, I think was a marble like, one.
0: Yeah, like it feels like it would be a sculpture, someone carved out yeah. of wood or whatever. You know what I mean? Like,
1: but but it's spilling. It's, and it's moving. It's a
0: natural. It's the natural flow of water just suddenly yeah. cast into stone. So you have that natural feel of what water does, but with stone, like what uh-huh. it turned into stone or crystal. So it probably looks like it's moving without moving mm-hmm. you know that i uh, like the optical illusion that it, mm-hmm. it'll it'll probably mm-hmm. it'll probably feel like the water is actually flowing or the woods flowing or the stones flowing but it do, it doesn't actually move which right. is really
1: cool it is really cool um and i like the sort of double entendre or i'm, I'm actually i'm not even sure if that's really the right uh, way to describe it um well, the next few sentences, <clears throat> or the next sentence says, the mansion itself that they're in with these waterfalls, mm-hmm. um, people people were calling it Rockfall. Right. Okay. Again, kind of describing the feature. Right. Right. It's it's these waterfalls, but it's not really water. It's something else. So I think I, I think that's why they're calling it Rockfall. Yeah, exactly. It, it could be because the very top portion is the marble portion. I don't know. Because <clears throat> they have wood here and crystal, but... Um, so, the, so people are calling it waterfall, despite the newest owner's attempt over the last decade to rename it the incredibly boring Haddenal Keep. Mm-hmm. So what I liked about that is that it's kind of, it's kind of like the water, like the water was changed yeah. into something else. Kind of like Rockfall is really Hadnal Keep, yeah, but it's actually something else that They're just calling it Rockfall.
0: Right, yeah. Rockfall was what his original name was, and then this new owner is trying to get people to call it Hadnil Keep, but it's so boring, no one even wants to
1: call it that. No one wants to call it that. I almost wonder if previous owners had alternative names for it, and the people just keep calling it Rockfall, because that's what it is, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. That's what it feels like, yeah. Vale and Vatha hurried along, accompanied by Red's reassuring whistling. I like this. This little whistle, coast is clear. The next waterfall was made of polished, dark stump weight wood mm-hmm. and it was pouring and running down in an undulating column, splashing at the base. Again, I just think this is wonderful. I would love to see some fan art on this fountain. Yeah. Love even more to see animation. Oh God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, passed their, they passed by a room to the left where Ishna was talking with the current mistress of, of Rockfall. Ishna remind me this is the this is the um, character that Vale met yeah the one that incorporated
0: yep that she brought into her crew that's been teaching them uh, how to be spies
1: right the Everstorm had left destruction wherever it went but oddly in a distinct way it set fires and it scorched the ground yes but it also broke through the rock Mm -hmm. fragmenting stone so to me, that was sort of indicating that the red lightning is interacting with something in the stone. Hmm. That's what I took from it. Because if regular lightning strikes stone and has X effect, which doesn't appear to be that impressive, but the, uh, but the lightning is, it's penetrating the rock, it's fragmenting, it's cracking it. I don't know. There's something about... I've, Maybe I'm just reading a little too much into it, but the red lightning and the stone seem to have some kind of, I wouldn't say a relationship, just like maybe stone's weakness, the red lightning can find. Yeah. Maybe that's just it. On each strike, the lightning had broken a gaping hole. And on, in this um, mansion, it, it actually had done so in this particular room. It had been patched up with a, an unsightly wooden wall, which would eventually be bricked up. "'Brightness Navinav, a middle-aged Alethi woman with a bun of hair, "'practically as tall as she was, gestured at the boarded-up hole. <clears throat> "'And then at the floor, and then she she says, "'You'll make them match the others,' Nananav said to Ishna. "'I won't stand for them to be even a shade off. "'When you return with the repaired rugs, "'I'm going to set them beside the ones in the other rooms to check.' Yes, Brightness, Ishna said, but the damage is much worse than I... These rugs were woven in Shinovar. They were made by a blind man who trained 30 years with a master weaver before being allowed to produce his own rugs. He died after finishing my commission, so there are no others like these. (laughs) She's a real piece of work here, right? Wars wars at the doorstep. Mm -hmm. You know... There's, there's a lot going on here, but no, we've got to make sure that... My rugs match the others. <laughs> match the other ones, and I'm going to check. Yeah. Like, wow. Whoa. I'm well aware, Ishna says, as you've told me three times now in a row. Vale took a memory of the woman. And then she and Vatha slipped past the room, continuing along the atrium. They were supposedly part of Ishna's staff and wouldn't be suffered to wander about freely red though was eventually going to rejoin with ishna mm-hmm. he'd have been excused to visit the privy but would be missed if he was gone too long and his tune cut off so they had no more whistling warnings at this yeah. at this point now i i just i made a little note because <clears throat> as all of this is going on um i'm not sure not positive mm-hmm. but this this paragraph where it says veil took a memory and the memory is capitalized yeah is that the first time that Vale takes a memory as we've always read Shalon takes a memory?
0: Hmm, that's a really good question.
1: So, so I ruminated on it and then, then I had a concern. This was what my first concern was in this chapter is, wow, what if Vale, what if these characters that she's creating mm-hmm. have separate memories? Now, right. not necessarily the capitalized one, which appears to capture some kind of mental image that's perfect, like a perfect recollection or something mm-hmm. you can then use later on. Um, I, I feel like the capitalized memory is something unique. Um, so I, I guess, just wanted to throw...
0: I guess the um, <clears throat> it's a really great point because I, I think that I don't remember Vale no, ever having taken a memory before. So this could be the first right. time. It could um, be. So as we continue this page here, I uh-huh. want us to pay attention to who does the drawing. Right. Okay. I think I know the answer. I think I remember from reading it. I already but, know
1: the answer too. Yeah. Because I think the the language is Shallan bleeds back into existence. Right. So, so
0: Vale lets Shallan come back. Right. Yeah. She like, 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 um, lets herself let go of control so that Shalon can draw because Vale doesn't have that right. skill, but Vale right. has the skill to take memories. So, right.
1: yeah, I know it's interesting. Yeah. Very cool. But really the, but so beyond that, the, the concern of mine is what if these characters have memories that are different perspectives that are different? Like what if they don't remember the same event the same way?
0: Well, they, they like, already do have different memories because Vale has all these memories of living in large cities. Yeah. Right. So, but not remembering the same event, the same way that we haven't seen that yet. That hasn't come up yet where no, but they, I, they are I, arguing I, about something that happened to them.
1: This is my concern. My concern is that characters within Shalon may eventually be like be on different pages.
0: Right. And have different wants and have different goals.
1: Yeah. Right. Because of this memory thing. Like if, you, again, if you're forming your own perspective, your own paradigm, your own memories. Yeah. Like, I think that's really like Shalon. I don't know. I, I think this is playing with fire still. Like um, what if
0: Vale doesn't want to be backseat to Shalon anymore?
1: Yeah. Or some other character that, like... Brightness, like, uh, brightness, radiant, Maybe or... Vale won't be the character that's the problem. Right. It could be another character yet to come. I'm not really worried so much about Vale. I'm actually quite, quite fond of her. And me too. She's like my,
0: yeah. one of my favorite parts of the Shalon yeah. storyline.
1: Yeah. It's hard not, it's hard for me to fully, like, uh, consider Vale to be a part of Shalon. if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Like, every time I think of Shalon as a character... I do include these other characters right I might get to a point where I'm actually like whoa like that's a completely separate
0: and um and Brightness Radiant is very very weak sauce in comparison to Vale she's she's not pulled out very often and if she is we don't get to see it like as a reader we don't get to experience Brightness Radiant as its own character its own entity not like we see that's true Vale is is like a full fledged character
1: Mm mm-hmm Okay, so the tune is cut off. Vale opens a door and pulls Vatha inside, heart thrumming. A pair of guards walked by this walked down the stairwell outside. V- Vatha says, "I still say we should be doing this at night. <clears throat> they have the place guarded like a fort at night. The change of the guard was in mid-morning, so Vale and the others had come just before that. The theory was that this meant the guards would be tired and bored after an uneventful night again." This is a highlight for me. Mm -hmm. This is how they're doing things.
0: Yeah, they're they're implying Sanderson's implying that they've already done a bunch of reconnaissance, Mm -hmm. like that the time has skipped forward a bunch of days and mm-hmm. uh, Vale and her team have done reconnaissance on this mansion and they know when to strike. Right. They know how to strike too. They're pretending to be people who can, you know, fix carpets and like they so they know their mark. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is it's the kind so of cool. shit that I
0: want to, I want to be doing with the accused in our D&D game because Stratis, my bard character, is a con man. He would be pulling right. jobs like this, right? Right. Reconnaissance for a couple of days, knowing all the tendencies of the mark and then pulling the job off. But unfortunately we're in D and D and we're stuck in (laughs) dungeons and fighting monsters. And
1: yeah, it's not quite so open, but I I think the approach you're currently taking could have some of that effect.
0: Well, I'm trying to bring in, um, this type of attitude to the missions that we're on, When I said to the guys the other night, like, we can't fake our way through this whole temple, this whole like dungeon complex, because at some (laughs) point someone's going to roll. The game's going to be up. Yeah, someone's going to roll a natural 20 on our bluff checks. So we can't play the long con. We need to do the short one. We lied, we got in, and now we just got to sneak around. We can't keep pretending to be part of their, 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 their group, right? Right, okay, right. So this just became a Let's Talk About Our Characters podcast. My, yeah, uh, yeah. my, that's, my apologies. That's a separate pod. I just really love <laughs> Astrades. He's like one of my favorite characters I've ever played. So I just I think about him a lot. I just really do. He's
1: well, well, all the characters are really great. Yeah. Um, but but you're right. Astrades is quite a delight. Yeah. And perhaps we'll we'll have to bring some of this to the, uh, to the listeners yeah, at maybe. some point. I know Joel's been
0: recording them. So maybe we'll, maybe mm-hmm. one day we'll re- release some stuff.
1: Okay, so this uh, board after an uneventful night. So again, the approach with the guards—they've thought about it. This is when to do it. So it kind of counters to what Vather was saying. Like, why don't we do this at night? Well, this is why because mm-hmm. this is when the guards change. They're going to be tired. They're not going to be looking for for anything, you know, specific. So yeah. it's a perfect time for us to sneak around. Vale and Vatha entered a small library, which was lit by spheres and a goblet on the table. Vath, I like this. Vatha was eyeing the the spheres, but was like, nah, eh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. like he's like you know he said what's that now um, his infiltration was about far more than a few chips right because he yeah. wanted to steal them right it makes me think of that jerk. scene
0: in the Dungeons and Dragons movie when Chris Pine's character walks by the gold bars after they are arresting the red wizards and he ends up taking it right right to try to make a little coin on the side and that's what ends up yeah. getting his wife killed and all that stuff
1: right right yeah. right instead of just letting it go I love that movie it's so good Vail's. Oh, it's so good. Vail set down her pack and rummaged through it until she got a notebook out, charcoal pencil. Vail took a deep breath and let Shalon bleed back into existence, which I thought was great to mm-hmm. bleed back. Yeah. She quickly sketched Nananav from the glimpse earlier. I'm still amazed that you were both of them all along, Vatha said. You don't act anything like one another. Well, that's rather the point, Vatha. I wish I'd picked it out myself. He grunted, scratching the side of his head. I like Vale. And not me. Well, you're my boss. I'm not supposed to like you. (laughs) Straightforward, if rude. At least you always knew where you stood with him. Yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment too.
0: I like that he, I like that there's a distinction for him that he can't, he doesn't like Shalon because that's Shallan. his boss and he's all pro yeah. with her, but he actually likes Vale and yeah. it, even for him, he's having a hard time keeping them separate. Like he, like shit, <laughs> your guys are the same person. I forgot. Like.
1: That's right. Yeah. He listens at the door and cracks it open, tracking the guards. All right. We go up the stairs and then come back along the second floor walkway, grab the goods Stuff them in the dumb waiter and make for the exit storms. I wish we could do this when nobody was awake. What would be the fun of that? Shalon asks, finishing her drawing and then standing poking vath in the side, admit it you're enjoying this, yeah, this is one of my little highlights of shalon 's behavior, yeah, like she pokes him like you're like, yeah, you you're like enjoying this. this come on now. i like yeah. i I just think that's really cute of Shalon to do that yeah. I love it. for some reason, I just can pitch that really well because Shalon started having to do this stuff when she got to Carbranth
0: with uh, mm-hmm. uh with Yasna. Uh, and she right. hated it because it made her stomach churn. But now right. she likes it. And I think that's what she's saying to Vatha, like admit it, it's fun. You're, you you're like enjoying this, this stuff. Fun. Yeah.
1: Right. I'm as nervous as a new recruit on his first day at war, Vatha says. My hands shake and I, I swear every noise means someone spotted us. I feel sick. You see? Shallan asks. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> she pushed him aside and glanced out through the crack door. Again, the writing is super fun. Yeah. Like, it, what a great uh, bit of dialogue there. Um, So she looks through the crack door, storming guards. Hmm. They could undoubtedly hear the real Nananav's voice from there. So if Shalon strolled out wearing the woman's face, it certainly would cause alarm. Mm-hmm. Time to get creative. Pattern buzzed as she considered, making... Maybe I could make the waterfalls flow again, she thinks. Create illusions of strange spren. No, 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 nothing so theatrical. Do something simple. Stay simple. Veil's way. Yeah. She closed her eyes and breathed out, pressing the light into pattern. Light weaving only sound that Nenanav was calling the guards into the room where she was lecturing Ishna. Why come up with a new trick when the old ones worked fine? Vail didn't feel the need to improvise just to be different. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool.
0: Yeah, it's cool. It's actually s- the, the the simpler way is the better way.
1: Right. If you go too complicated, many things can go wrong. Right. Right. Pattern carried the illusion away and the sound lured the guards off down the hall. Shalon led Vatha out of the library and then up the steps. She breathed out stormlight, which washed over her and became veil. Vale. Fully then veil vale became the woman who was not quite veil vale with the dimples, and then layered on top of that, she became nananav it's
0: cr- It's crazy to me, dude. I know why can't regular veil vale become Naninev? Why does veil vale have to be wearing a disguise over top of herself in order to become Naninev?
1: Maybe it's just a way for I guess Shalon to feel secure in all of this, maybe. It's like armor on top of armor. Yeah, maybe. You know, like maybe it's security. It's a blanket.
0: Maybe it's also like a frame of mind, like Vale's the one leading this mission. Right. And Vale has to be in disguise not as herself not as herself because she's chosen a character to play that is part of ishna's crew to fix these carpets so that person has to be present as well so veil has to pretend (laughs) to be that person while she's pretending to be someone else yeah so maybe it's all about context and like and frame of mind and like
1: being playing the role i guess i guess wow arrogant and talkative Certain that everyone around her was just looking for a reason not to do things properly. This is the this is what becoming Nanav is like. Right. Arrogant, talkative, and certain that everyone else around is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. She's eyeing the banister. When had that last been polished? Dude, highlight. Yeah. So she, she becomes, becomes Nanenev, yeah. Right. And then immediately while looking at a banister, thinks and maybe even utters outside, it's in quotations. I don't know if she says it or thinks it either way. Um, when is this last been polished? Yeah. Dude. That's she, amazing. She loses herself in this persona later. Absolutely. They almost don't 100%. get away because of it. Right. Yeah. Well, and that, okay. That's, that's what I'm getting that's, at That's stuff that
0: you wanted to bring up later. Like is the,
1: well, I've been saying it for a while with these yeah. characters. As soon as Vale became more like, I don't know. Like, it's one thing to disguise yourself. What Sanderson's done here, which I don't think I've read before, not saying that it's new, it's probably another fiction, of mm-hmm. course, but I'm just not used to disguises being so like transformational, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and on top of that, multi-layered. Right. Yeah, so, like Shallan's I
0: mean, deep, deep in the background here. She's like, she's gone to the sunken yeah. place, like in Get Out.
1: Yes, it's, it's like uh, that. There's another film you just, when you mentioned Get Out, I was th- also thinking uh, Inception. Yeah. It's the yeah. layer upon layer yeah. of like the dream
0: within a dream, mm-hmm. like the character within a character. How many layers till you find the center of Shallan? How many licks yeah. till they get to the center of the a, center of a a one, t- a, two, <laughs> a two, a three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's an old reference that's an old that's joke yeah uh, that's that's yeah. going back away. the owl oh my god
0: yeah all the all the 20 year olds that listen to us are going to be like these fucking guys man what? they're always what? making jokes from the 80s now i gotta google that shit
1: yeah what's with these 40 year olds geez <laughs> um okay uh, so okay has this been polished yeah it's highlight for me i don't know it's it's a highlight is it the highlight i don't know yeah i, I, I think uh, i think it's i think it's my highlight. Is that is when she when she notices
0: the banister? Yeah, how she gets deep into Nenenev. Like yeah, she needs to play this role perfectly in order for this to work. And the thing that's scary for me is how quickly she goes so deep. I love right. that she can go deep, but she does it so easily and so quickly, and then loses herself a little bit. So uh, that you know, you that is why? that concerns me. The characters leveled up. Yeah, yeah. Her her abilities are stronger. Her right. abilities are stronger yeah, now. For sure. She's, she's able I, to do I, this I totally way. agree with that. I wish there was a part in the book where I went, da, 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 da,
1: da, da, and you knew that they leveled up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't find... <laughs> That's funny. Did you get some coins? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't find this fun, Vathis says, walking beside her, but I do like it. Yeah, there well, it is. Well, then it is fun. Well, fun is winning at cards. This is something else. He taken to his role earnestly, but she really should look at, j- at getting more refined servants. Vatha was like a a hog in human clothing, always grunting and milling about. And this is not. This s- is Nananav. Yeah, this is Nananev.
0: This is not Shalon or Vale right. saying she's, you know, he's part of my crew, doing this job. I need to find better servants. Okay, uh, arm alert. Jack just showed me
1: his goosebumps again. This gives me goosebumps because it's it's really impressive but i'm genuinely disturbed by it yeah I know. because 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 as as the first time reader of course i'm look i've been nervous about everything every character every little thing of course i'm nervous about Shalon and yeah, her abilities of for course sure.
0: yeah i think you're
1: supposed to be i don't i, th- I don't think if you were worried you, you wouldn't be reading this book <laughs> i wasn't expecting to be quite a nervous wreck reading yeah, this i'm a such a series. nervous nelly yeah maybe it just revealed that in me uh which was always there maybe uh grunting and milling about yeah so she's thinking about replacing her own people yeah becoming Nananev. yeah yeah i know Vatha is
0: such a bad servant
1: yeah and and of course and that's the thing so she becomes Nananev, thinks this says this or or thinks it whatever and then the other characters don't see it that way right That's funny. There's a weird thing that happens here because she's not fully
0: Nananev. She is Shalon with Nananev's personality. Because she says just here afterwards, why Mm -hmm. shouldn't she be served by the best? She was a night radiant. Right. So she remembers who she is. Right. Who she is. But her personality is Nananev. Right. Shouldn't she have to put up with barely human deserters who look like something Shalon would draw uh, after a hard night drinking and maybe uh, while holding the
1: pencil with her teeth? And then oh, what an insult. Yeah. Although to artists that do draw with their teeth. I mean, that's, that is not
0: very nice. Shalon. That's not very nice. Yeah. Have you ever seen my left foot?
1: You ever see uh, Joni? No, that's an obscure reference. I'm, I have no idea what that is. I think it's a thing. It's from my, it's from my late seventies past. I don't think you're supposed to
0: make obscure references that I don't get. You're supposed to make obscure references that the <laughs> audience doesn't get. I'm supposed to be in on the joke with you.
1: <laughs> okay. Um uh the role is getting to you, a part of her whispered, a part of her.
0: Yeah. So maybe Shalon, like the deep part within, of her. Yeah. yeah.
1: Careful, that voice said. She glanced about for Pattern, but he was still below. Mm-hmm. They stopped at a second-floor room, locked tightly. The plan was for Pattern to open it, but she didn't have the patience to wait. Besides, a master servant was walking along. He gave a bow when he saw Nanananav. Okay, sorry. I'm I might be I might be doing too many na na It's okay. Like I don't know. It's okay. you do as many as you want. If you I I wouldn't am never gonna
0: stop you from na Like it's totally fine.
1: Okay. Maybe um maybe the person who uh named her didn't quite uh know when to stop with those na 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 na
0: na 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 that's it
1: it's na 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 it. That's yeah yeah. Hey, Nav. Okay. That, <laughs> that hey, nav. is your... Hey, Nav. Um, that is your bow, Nananav nav said. That quick bob. Where did they teach you that? Okay, this is also a highlight for me. Yeah. Because she like goes right to insulting it. Right. Like, if it was me trying to impersonate, I would be like kind of heads down, you know, trying to avoid confrontation. She sees someone come towards her bow and then she goes right to complaining about it yeah i thought that was brilliant yeah it's awesome my apologies brightness i could cut your legs off at the knees ninon said then maybe you'd at least appear properly penitent open this referring to the door why he broke off and realized that she wasn't in a mood for complaints and he hurriedly undid the combination lock and pulled it open letting out air that smelled of spice mm-hmm. Oh, I really like this, by the way, this spice thing. Yeah. Long, long, long time ago, I used to, uh, we used to get, you know, candles or sp- like a couple of things for the room, which I've heard conflicting reports that's not great to do. But anyways, years ago, we used to get this like autumn, like spice, mm-hmm. um, smell in Toronto. And, um, so whenever in this book series, it's like, it's referring to like spice smelling rooms. I, yeah. I I'm, uh, you often smell, thinking you smell the, the autumn spice, the old days, the autumn spice. Yeah. Um. so you may go and do pen- <laughs> I can't believe she says this to him Um. you may go do penance for your insult to me she says climbing to the roof climb to- she says she orders him climb to the roof and sit there exactly for one hour brightness if I have offended you no. if she points out now go if if you've offended me yeah Dude, this performance by by whomever veil. It is doing it, I don't know. Dimpled veil? <laughs> veil, yeah, different veils doing yeah, it. I yeah. think it's veil. Whatever. Veil. Anyways. Brilliant performance. He gave another bow, which was, again, highlight, come on, this sentence? Yeah. He gave another bow, barely sufficient. Yeah. And ran off. That's another observation. Right. Of... Nananav going oh, it was barely sufficient right this, uh, exactly this. dude I just this is am- amazing I love I love that the time to calls her out
0: on it here though he's all like yo you might, might be over yeah, yeah
1: you might be overdoing that brightness she has a reputation for being difficult but not insane right this is a good point but then shut up Nananav, <laughs> <laughs> Nananav says striding she just tells him to shut up right he's just a servant After all. So you know what that says to me? What? I think he's wrong. This is Nenenev. Yeah. She's not. She's nailing uh, it. She's nailing it. Yeah. Telling him to shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Okay. They head into the mansion's larder. Inside they find racks of dried sausage, grains, boxes of long roots, bags of spice and jugs of oil. Vatha hurriedly began stuffing the sausage in his sack. I just, I love it. Yeah, it seems to indicate his character. What's the priority? Sausage. Protein, sausage, <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah. That's it. This was a good place to keep it all nice and locked up. Taking it elsewhere seemed like crime. But maybe we could move into Rockfall and act the part. And the former lady of the house? Well, she was an inferior version, obviously. Just deal with her, take her place. It would feel right, wouldn't it? Okay, is this Nananov speaking, or the character, like the inhabitant? Yeah. Like she. This is
0: Vale as Nananov, thinking about moving into Rockfall, because she's right. the rightful lady of the house. Right. This other lady can be dealt Dude. with.
1: Yeah, this other lady can be dealt with. Yeah. Dude. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so with a chill, Veil vale let one layer of illusion drop. What had that been? So, yeah, what had that been? Yeah, exactly. I, I put a little stop here <coughs> in my notes because I think this is when Vale goes, hang on a what sec. What the fuck? Like that, yeah, dude. Yeah, what the fuck th- did I just do? Like, you're thinking about usurping the current, uh, the current uh, character who is... Nanana what dealing with her so you can replace her? Yeah, because you're yeah. you're actually na right. Not to give offense, brightness Vatha says, putting his sack of sausages in the dumb waiter. But you can stand there and supervise. I like what he says here. Or you can storming help and get twice as much food along with half as much ego. The fact that he feels comfortable enough to say this in front of Vale. Yeah is great because she, she did become Vale. This next little uh, part is really telling s- here from Vale. Sorry, Vale says, grabbing a sack. That woman's head is a frightening place. Well, I did say that none and I was notoriously difficult. Yeah. Vale thought, but I was talking about Shalon. Yeah. So this is problematic for me. Okay. Give so, it to us. because, well, what does it mean? Um, so, she says sorry. Vale says sorry. That woman's head's a frightening place, referring to Shalon. Yep. So Shalon's place is frightening. Well, I did say that I was notoriously difficult. She wasn't talking about her. She's talking about Shalon. Is Shalon then the one who dropped the one illusion? I think it was like, Vale. It's, it, it's, well, it's it said that that it was Vale. Yeah. But what I'm kind of wondering here, like, is if Vale is if this is the first in uh, indication that Vale might not be on the same page as Shalon, or is it that, or is it that Shalon wants to ha- to become uh, Nananav in that moment, and Vale is like, "Hang on, why would you want to do that?" Hmm. Like, like I I was trying to wonder who is responsible. For the desire to be right for that, uh, that overdoing it, right? And Vail says here it's, uh, it's, uh, what did she say? She says, notoriously difficult. No, woman's head is a frightening place. I think
0: the way I'm reading it is that, yeah, Vail was in charge of this persona, Mm -hmm. and even Vail got caught up, and Vail saying, Wow. This, this place is a, is a frightening place inside her head. Even I got cut up in it.
1: I know. But then the next line is, yeah, Vale thought, but I was talking about Shallan. Yeah.
0: She was talking about Shallan, that Shallan's head inside of Shalon's head is a frightening place. So frightening that even I got lost in a persona like v- Shallan is getting lost in me, but not acknowledging that because Vale yeah. is separate, right? Vale is her yeah. own person. So she's saying like it's frightening in here, even I got lost there.
1: Yeah, it's confusing to me. I I don't know. Okay, let's let's not dwell on it anymore. But I, I was um there's something there's something there that I think is problematic.
0: For sh- I, I think all of this is problematic. I think Shalon is unwell. And this ability, right. and this ability to do these things that she's doing is amazing, mm. but it's also really dangerous. hmm Do you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the, the, we, we talk a little bit about how ca- some of these characters have
1: to deal with their trauma. Right. A lot of them do. I and hadn't really thought enough about Shalon not being well. I mean, I think we've mentioned it a few times. hmm like with with identity crises and yeah
0: well, this is DID like i mean if this was if this was happening in our world the person would be um like diagnosed with DID dissociative identity right. disorder right right so this is fantasy so there's a layer there of mysticism and supernatural and magic that mm-hmm. lends itself to it maybe not being fully DID but it is But it is DID because she's dealing with these personalities now. Right. Um, But we don't really know. We don't really know if this is something that can just be like, you know, it has to in our world, something like this would have to be treated. Therapy, medicines. um, There's a way of being able to um, get a hold of it. We don't know if the same thing can be said in a fantasy story with magic where she's right. getting the powers to be able to do this. Is it something where she just has to learn to embrace something or dr- like mm-hmm. maybe she can't do this kind of magic anymore? Do you know what I mean? Like we don't know what the, what the road for her, where the road leads. Does that make sense?
1: We don't know where it leads and I think that all that I can hope for mm-hmm. is that she develops... Coping mechanisms right. for
0: this. Well, I think that's really funny that you say that, as I think that this is the coping mechanism. What? Veil, Nananev, brightness, shalon, a brightness radiant. These are her coping mechanisms. Right,
1: but... I have to use a but, sword?
0: But brightness Radiant's going to do it. I have to do some illegal sneaky round stuff? I don't want to have to do that. Veil vale will do it for me. The, her personalities are her coping mechanisms.
1: Right, but those creations could be also her undoing and make it more difficult for absolutely, others.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Because we also don't know what power they're being given... Because of Stormlight. We don't really know what is happening with Shallan right now. All these stuff, all the words that we're saying right now are, it's all well and good to, to, to sit here and discuss DID or, or like magic versus reality and all this stuff. But we don't know what this means for Shallan at all. Is she breaking apart? Is she being shattered like the shattered planes? Or is this just what light weavers do? Is this what happens to them? Is this this could yeah. be very very normal? We don't know.
1: Hmm. Is this what light weavers do? That's an interesting question. I don't. I don't know. We don't
0: know because we don't really know anything about the past radiance. We are learning right. more about them as we read these crystals in Uratheru and they're discovering mm-hmm. all these writings. Maybe there'll be something in there
1: about you know um, the
0: plight of a light
1: weaver. Here's a question. Just a final final question. Deposit. Yeah. Could a light weaver? Get to the point where you, your illusion becomes a separate part of you and permanent. It walks around as an illusion, takes on, it can be, maybe the illusion could be then soul cast into existence.
0: These, these are so, all so really it, good questions.
1: So it takes on a physical form and then it acts autonomously.
0: It's a very, very good question. I think that, um, Shalon is going through finding
1: out. You Do you know what I mean? Is that something that comes up? Because you you got one book on me on this, so well, is, I, I can't. Is, is that uh, something? There's that's nothing really look, I
0: can say to like for or deny. against it. But I think mm-hmm. it's a good thought because I think there's a lot of po- A lot. I think there's a lot that's possible with Shalon right in this moment, and it okay. seems scary, but but we don't know. We don't have anything to okay. base this on. And like I said, any, no, of, no, our, I was just any of our low. personal experiences in our world with this kind of stuff can't really be put onto this book. It, it might be that, I don't think it is, that someone who has dealt with DID will find mm-hmm. comfort reading about something that they experienced in their life you know people mm-hmm. like that don't ever get represented in 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 really anything other than you know crazy you know movies where yeah, the person like you know you of yeah. Tara and like these are but this is like a you know a very sympathetic character here that we're dealing with Shalana's yeah, been through the ringer you know and she is fighting on she's like Kaladin said she continues to smile she's walk, taking one step in front of the other right, right? so she's still battling and whether or not these personalities, these personas, these disguises take over or become their own entities, we we don't really know. We don't even know if no. that's possible. We know very little about, um, uh, the, you know, we know a lot about the magic in this this world, but we still know very little.
1: Okay, well. Um, it was a little bit of a rant. So Sorry, Pattern already. was waiting outside, climbing up. He climbs up her trousers. Red started whistling again for the ground floor because it was clear. Mm-hmm. And they were using the dumbwaiter. Putting all this, all these supplies into it—sausage, the long roots, the grain. and then they lowered it down. Uh, Red does whistle, confirming that it was safe. Mm-hmm. And on their way down, they passed the, a waterfall made of pure marble. Right, wow, this is really great. Shalon would have loved to linger and marvel at it. It was an artful soul casting.
0: So there it is. Really, Shalon's back, right?
1: Yeah, Shalon's back. Fortunately, Vale was running this operation because Shalon would get lost in things. Mm-hmm. So Vale is in charge. She's going down but Shalon would have loved to stop here.
0: Right. So Vale is saying Shalon would have loved to linger and marvel at it. Right. So Vale's still in charge. Still in control. In charge. But Shalon, she's noting, because she knows Shalon, Shalon yeah. would have loved to look at this.
1: Descending the steps, they join up with Red and and head back to the damaged room that um Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the room that had the uh, strike from the red lightning. Yeah. And uh, they carry a rolled up carpet to the loading bay. She had Pattern quietly open the lock to the dumbwaiter down here and then sent him away as a decoy, uh, uh, as a decoy, a few servants who would have been bringing wood into the bay. They pursued an image of a feral mink with a key in its mouth. Mm-hmm. So she gets... She gets patterned to become a mink and then run, run away and then distract the guards. Yeah. Yeah. Together, Red, Vale, and Vatha unrolled the rug, filled it with the sacks of food from the dumbwaiter, and then rolled it back up and heaved it into the wagon. The guards at the gate shouldn't notice a few extra bulgy carpets. They fetched a second carpet and repeated the process. Vale, however, paused in the loading bay right by the door. What was that on the ceiling? She cocked her head up at the strange sight of pools of liquid dripping down. Anger Spren, she realized, collecting there and then boiling around the floor. The larder was directly above them. Run, she says. Yeah. I love this. So she knows is, awesome. is up
0: there sees that she's been robbed and Anger Spren has appeared. And anger. Right. I love this. Me this too, is man.
1: So great. Yeah, me too. Like, like looking up and seeing it, like. We gotta get out of here. I've always, I think <laughs> I've great. said this
0: before, but I've always thought that, um, that the the anger uh, that spren around regular spren like a regular emotion sprint, would make it mm-hmm. very difficult or easy to to perform tasks yeah. if you were just paying attention. Right. I you know suppose. I mean? Yeah. Like it would be yeah. easier to read someone because you could tell that they were exhaustion, uh, exhausted, right. or anger, or you know what I mean. Like right. it would be easier yeah. to uh to to rob someone. Um, like for this exact reason, you're getting alerted that they're coming. You get that extra two minutes that it takes for them to come downstairs (laughs) or whatever, Two minute warning, yeah.
1: Yeah. So she bolts back towards the wagon. A second later, someone upstairs was shouting. Vale scrambled into the wagon seat and slapped the chull with the steering reed. Her team, joined by Ishna, charged back into the room and leaped into the wagon, which started moving. Step by t- protracted step. I mm-hmm. like yeah. even that sentence, just, you know, step, uh, calm or a uh, period by protracted step is just gr- a great way to convey. Like it's too it's taking slow. taking so like, long. Yeah. 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 I love it. Vale Shallan slapped the, no, no. Vale Shallan slapped a large crab on the shell, urging it forward. But Charles went at shell speed. Mm-hmm. The wagon eased out of the courtyard. Ahead, the gates were already closing. Storms, Vatha says. Is this the part of the fun? Yeah. <laughs> <I> love this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, behind them, Nenenenev burst out of the building, her hair wobbling. Stop them, thieves! Shalon, Vatha asked. Veil, whoever you are, Storms, they have crossbows. Shalon breathed out. The gates changed, shut ahead of them. Armed guards entered the small courtyard, weapons ready. Shalon, Vatha cried. She stood on the wagon, stormlight swirling around her. The chariot pulled to a stop, and she continued. Sorry, she confronted the guards. The men stumbled to a halt, jaws dropping. Mm-hmm. Behind, Nana broke the silence. What are you idiots doing? She trailed off, and then pulled up short as Shalon turned to look at her, wearing. The woman's face. Yeah. Same hair, same features, same clothing, mimicked right down to the attitude, with nose in the air. Shalon slash Nenanav raised her hands to the side, and Spren burst from the ground around the wagon. Pools of blood, shimmering the wrong color and boiling far too violently. Pieces of glass that rained down. Anticipation Spren like thick tentacles this Shal- dude mm-hmm. what's going on here
0: yeah she's using like major illusions right now to try to fuck right. everybody up but like it's right. funny because veil vale has been none this whole time and now shalon it- is the one who's none
1: right but it's shimmering the wrong color Hmm. right yeah no, but isn't that a clue?
0: Well, I mean, it's a clue that Sh- Sh- Shalon is creating an
1: illusion to try to distract him to get away. Yeah, but why describe... Okay, hang on. So Shalon raised her hands, spren bursts from the ground, pools of blood, shimmering the wrong color. Why is it the wrong color? Why is the spren expression the wrong color?
0: Probably because she's seen a lot of distorted spren in the city. And is trying to use that as a way maybe to scare these people.
1: So you think that the wrong color is conscious. I think so. Yeah. By Mm Shallan. It's designed. Yeah. I think so. It's an illusion that's designed. It's it's
0: designed to make everyone freaked out.
1: Okay. Got it. Um, Shalon Nenenev let her image distort features sliding off her face, dripping down like paint running down a wall. Isn't that awesome?
0: Like her illusions are dripping off like paint. Oh my God. So scary, dude. So scary. Yeah.
1: Ordinary Nenenev screamed and fled back (laughs) into the building. (laughs) It's a perfect reaction. Yeah. One of the guards loosed his arrow and the bolt took Shalon right in the head. Bother this bother for me always brings me to winnie the pooh and it's wonderful oh i love this yeah oh bother it's just it, i love it i don't know if sanderson did it because he's a winnie Yo, the pooh fan but this man.
0: this guard rolled a nat 20 got
1: her right in the head right in the bean i know yeah and we you know what's crazy is that it's stuck in there while yeah. everyone else is interacting yeah it's like, this-
0: blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <she's> just like <laughs> yeah if she wasn't a radiant she'd have been insta dead If that would have hit Red, Ishna, or Vatha, they would have been dead.
1: Dead. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Her vision went dark for a moment, and she had a flash of panic remembering her stabbing in the palace. But why should she care if actual painspren joined the illusory ones around her? She righted herself and looked back toward the soldiers, her face melting, the crossbow bolt sticking from her temple. The guards ran. (laughs) Vatha, she says. Plash open, Shagate. Her mouth didn't work right now. How odd. Vatha didn't move, so she glared at him. Gah! He shouted, scrambling back and stumbling across one of the rugs in the back of the wagon. He fell down beside uh, beside Red, who was surrounded by fear-spread like globs of, of goo. Even Ishna looked as if she'd seen a void bringer. Hmm. Yep, interesting.
0: She she did what she was supposed to do. She terrified everyone, made yeah, the guards just... run away, made of <laughs> never n- n- run away. But now, her friends are also looking at
1: her like, "What the fuck?" Shalon let the illusions go, all of them, right down to Vale. Just normal, everyday Vale. It's all right. veil says, <laughs>
0: "Isn't that funny, Josh?" Isn't that so yeah. fucking funny, dude? <laughs> it's Shalon let the <laughs> illusions go, all of them. all right down to veil right like everything else she was doing was an illusion right but veil wasn't but veil wasn't yeah Yeah. isn't that crazy
1: it is crazy just illusions go open the (laughs) gates so what's also funny about this is that she's shot in the head this yeah. is a mortal wound yeah. and she's like saying this like i don't know it's comical and horrifying all at the same time yeah which i which i kind of feel is really fun it is really in, funny in because whole.
0: she in a second uh, uh refers to the cross bolt as just being annoying uh she's got that annoying crossbow right. bolt in her head
1: <laughs> um veil red says that crossbow bolt the blood is staining your outfit I was going to throw it away regardless, she says, (laughs) settling back down, growing more comfortable. I've got a new outfit almost ready. At this rate, she'd have to buy them in bulk. They maneuvered the wagon out the gates and picked up Vatha. The guards gave pursuit and Vale's mind drifted as they pulled away. No guards gave pursuit. Oh, no guards gave pursuit, Yeah, because she scared everybody away. Because she scared everybody away. Yeah. That crossbow bolt was getting annoying. (laughs) She couldn't feel her safe hand bother she poked at the bolt and it seemed that her stormlight had healed her head around the wound
0: isn't that crazy
1: yeah she gritted her teeth and tried to pull it out but the thing was jammed in there (laughs) her vision blurred again i'm going to need some help uh boys she said pointing at it and drawing in more stormlight she blacked out entirely when vatha pulled it free she came to a short time later slumped in the front seat of the wagon you worry me sometimes, Vatha says. I do what needs to be done, Vale says, setting up, her, setting her feet up on the wagon. This is funny. Was it only her imagination, or did the people lining the streets today look hungrier? Hunger Spren buzzed about the heads of the people, like brown specks or little flies. Children cried in the laps of exhausted mothers. Vale turned away, ashamed, thinking of the food she had hidden in the wagon. How much good could she do with all of that? How many tears could she dry? How many of the hungry cries of children could she silence?
0: Hmm. Well, this is when she starts realizing maybe there's something I love else this, I can though. do.
1: <laughs> Infiltrating the cult of moments was a greater good than feeding a few mouths now. Mm-hmm. But she needed the food to buy her way in, to investigate. The heart of the revel, as Wit had called it. Vale didn't know much about the unmade. She'd never paid attention to the audience on important matters, let alone when they spoke of odd folktales and stories of Voidbringers. Shalon knew a little more and wanted to find a book about the subject, of course. Last night, Vale had returned to the inn where Shalon had met with the king's wit. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. Yeah. So Shalon meets with, Va- with wit, and then Vale goes back. Yeah, vale had returned to the inn where Shalon had met. So
0: Vale had to come back to the inn and then Shalon met with Wit.
1: Oh. Right. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, so Vale I was in was charge vale. when she
0: returned to the inn, probably after doing some of this reconnaissance, and then Shalon was supposed to meet with Wit there, but he but while he hadn't been there, he'd left a message for
1: he'd her. He'd left a message for her. His message is, I'm still trying to get you a contact among the cult's hires. Everyone I talk to merely says, do something to get their attention. I would, but I'm certain that violating the city's indecency laws would be unwise, even considering the lack of proper watch. <laughs> he's so talking about he's getting naked. <laughs> <laughs> probably doing some streaking of some yeah. kind, doing something crazy. Um, So Vale here, I think says, I think it's Vale. Yeah. Do something to get their attention. They seem to have their fingers in everything in the city, kind of like the ghostbloods, watching secretly. Mm-hmm. Maybe she didn't need to wait for wit. And maybe she could solve two problems at once. And that's just what she does. Right. Take us to the Rington Market. The, this was the market closest to the tailor's shop. Mm-hmm. Aren't we going to unload the food before we return the wagon to that merchant? Of course we are she said veil vale took her hat and coat from the back of the wagon pulled them on and then covered the bloodstains with light weaving again i love this this is prestidigitation mm-hmm. pretty much yeah yeah she had vatha pull up to a specific building in the market when they stopped refugees peeked into the wagon bed but saw only rugs they scattered when vatha glared at them Guard the wagon, Vale says, digging out a small sack of food, and then went sauntering toward the building. The roof had been ruined by the everstorm, and it was a perfect place for squatters. She found Grund inside the main room, as usual. She had returned several times during her time in the city, getting information from Grund, the grimy little urchin she'd bribed with food on her first day in the market. Fail vale was well aware of the value of having a local urchin to ply for information. Yeah, again, Grund is another one of my little highlights of this chapter too. Yeah. That she because goes to ask I him. like that she's been, yeah, I like that she's been dealing with him several times. Mm-hmm. Grund drew on a little board with charcoal using his one good hand, the deformed one hidden in his pocket. He'd stopped running away. It seemed that city urchins got concerned when someone was actively looking for them. Do you think that him having charcoal and uh drawing is him emulating Shallan?
0: No, like but what? I think that I think that there's it's like symbolic that the two of them are kind of working together and getting along. Even though yeah. it's not Shalon that's the one that's talking to him. Right. It's yeah. Vale, right? So he wouldn't have any clue that Shalon's an artist. Right. He might
1: not. But
0: it's showing a little bit that they have they have a little something in
1: common. You know what I mean? Maybe Shalon's artistry is like one of the first steps in her coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And maybe this little street urchin is kind of like that way too. Life's hard. Yeah. So he can get away
0: from it by drawing.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. That changed when they knew you had food, right? So she's... (laughs) Vale drops the sack in front of him with a sausage peeking out. His, His dark eyes practically bulged out of his face. An entire sack, he asked. It was a good day, Vale says. Any news for me on those books? Nope, I ain't heard nothing, he says. Well, let me know if you do. In the meantime, do you know of anyone who could use a little extra food? People who are particularly nice or deserving, but who get overlooked by the grain rationing. He eyed her, trying to determine her angle. I'm, I've got extra to give away. You're going to give them food? He said as if it was as rational as making Kremlings fall from the sky. Surely I'm not the first, she says. The palace used to give food to the poor, didn't it? Well, that's a thing that the kings do, not regular people. He looked her up and down, hmm. but you aren't regular people. <laughs> I I'm love not. that. I really love yeah. that. Eyeing her up and down, you're, yeah. not, regular. So you're and, not regular. And I like people. her. I like her confirming it too. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The wide hat. Hmm. Oh, I love Veil. Vale. I, I want to see more art. Well, Muri, the seamstress, has always been nice to me. She's got lots of kids, having trouble feeding them. She has a, a hovel over by the old bakery that burned down on that first ever night. And the refugee kids that live in the park over on Moonlight Way, they're just little, you know, nobody to watch for them. And John the cobbler, he broke his arm. You want to write this down or something? Oh, I'll remember, mm-hmm. she says. Yeah. He shrugged and gave her an extensive list and she thanked him. Ishna had visited some booksellers on Shalon's orders and had one mentioned title called Mythica, a newer volume that spoke of the unmade. Mm-hmm. The bookseller had owned a copy, but his shop had been robbed during the riots. Hopefully someone in the underground knew where his goods had gone. This is an interesting little development.
0: Yeah. It's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of how Shalon was looking for a copy of the Words, words of Radiance in the second book. Because she knows right. that there might not be a lot on these unmade, but if there's even a little bit then that could be the thing that helps us. Right. Forever the scholar, right?
1: Forever the scholar. Um, Vale had a spring in her step as she walked back to the wagon. I like this too from Vale. Mm -hmm. Spring in her step because she's going to do some good here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she's happy about this. The cult wanted her to get their attention. Well, she would get their attention. Murray the seamstress proved to indeed be a woman with many children and little means of feeding them. The children in the park were right where Grund had indicated. Vale left a heap of food for them, and then walked away as they scrambled up to it in amazement. By the fourth stop, Vatha had figured it out. You're going to give it all away, aren't you? Well, not all, she said, lounging in her seat as they rolled towards the next destination. Yeah, but what about paying the Cult of Moments, he asks. We can always steal more. First, my contact says we have to get their attention. I figure a crazy woman in white riding through the market throwing out sacks of food is bound to do that. You've got the crazy part right, at least. (laughs) Vale slipped her hand back into a rolled-up carpet and pulled out a sausage. Here, eat something. It'll make you feel better. He grumbled, but took took it and bit a, a portion of it off the end. By the evening, the cart was empty. Vale wasn't certain if she could get the cult's attention this way, but Storms, did it feel good to be doing something? Shallan could go off and study books, talk plots, and scheme. Vale would worry about the people who are actually starving. Mm-hmm. She didn't give it all away, though. She did let Vatha keep his sausage. Right. <laughs> great. It's great. Great chapter, and my highlight, yeah, I think you're right. It's got to be just the level with which she becomes the characters, particularly mm-hmm. Um, But even just the uneasiness with which this can... You know, be a problem, yeah, for Adolin, yeah. for anyone Dalinar. dealing with her, yeah,
0: yeah. That will it jeopardize missions? Will like you know, can right. she can she get things done? You know, like even Vale said, Shalon would have loved to have lingered to see this marble. Uh, um, yes, but she gets Waterfall. too easily
1: distracted. Yeah, it's part of what's great about her, but. She would have had.
0: She would have wanted to take a minute to draw it. You know what I mean. She would have stopped and wanted to draw it.
1: I I like to think though that sh, that the Shalon that we know, <laughs> which is which sounds like a, a, a complicated thing to say, right? Um, but the Shalon that we know, I don't know, would jeopardize a mission that way. You know? Yeah. Maybe like not. I think it, knowing with their hot on
0: their tail kind of thing. Yeah. yeah maybe.
1: Uh, yeah i mean you know i don't really feel um shallan as a threat i feel that there could be a character or creation to come that could be right right so yeah. we'll see i don't, I don't know she's like handling not...
0: it now but what what happens when she can't handle it anymore right right yeah, yeah. makes sense um, honorable mention for highlight is the whole mm-hmm. heist style yeah. that this chapter is. It's really cool to mm-hmm. to see this team that's been training together, been practicing kind of pull a job, you know, really, really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Chapter 73 now mm-hmm. telling which stories I th- I thought initially when I read that, I thought, well, is Sanderson saying like witch as in wink, wink, like a witch?
0: Like witches? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, is he, is he saying telling witch stories? Yeah. Oh, I, I was actually kind of curious whether this chapter was going to have- A witch? That, yeah, like yeah. some kind of element to that, uh, you know, I was wondering, um, and I was kind of delighted uh, in imagining that it might've, uh, but in in the reading of it, it was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's not It's because really of the Beard's, happened, all of Beard's stories, I think, right? It's the beard stories, yeah. yeah. Telling which stories? I'm worried about the towers protections failing. Says the little uh the little uh, If we are not safe from the unmade here, well then where? Right.
0: Right. And we know that eventually an unmade does make their home in Urithiru.
1: Right. We've so already dealt
0: with that. It might have been after this, after everyone you know, has a mass exodus of Urthiru, Maybe Shafir makes her home there, or maybe Shafir had always been there. I, we don't know. We don't really know the history of it. But are it's we interesting. confident
1: the unmade are not good? Yes. Is that a yes? Okay. I mean, not good.
0: It depends on, on your on your thoughts on terms. odium, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: they are. We know that they are ancient evil. The, the description is ancient evil spren.
1: That served right. him And him being odium Odium, yeah 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 Okay, yeah Okay, stuff it, Beard Ved says You did not meet the Blackthorn I, I did He complimented me on my uniform And gave me his own knife for valor Liar Be careful, Beard says Cal might stab you Cal <laughs> might stab you If you keep in- interrupting a good story Me? Kaladin says. Don't bring me into this, Beard. Look at him, Beard says. He's got hungry eyes. Ved, he wants to hear the end of the story. Kaladin smiled with the others. He had joined the wall guard officially upon Elokar's orders and promptly had been added to Lieutenant Norrell's squad. But it felt kind of cheap to be part of the group so quickly, especially after the effort that it had taken to forge bridge four. Right. Feels like
0: he's cheating a little bit
1: yeah it's just kind of ha- you know it's it's all kind of but it I think it's indicative of what the high marshal has going on here, right you know like you it seems to be a unit that is put together from such different different peoples, let's say and uh and it just seems to gel quicker, yeah and they're right
0: like it's they you know they've bonded quickly because
1: it's like imminent doom right, right yeah. Kaladin liked these men. He, he, he enjoyed their banter. Uh, Azure wanted them to stay in groups. Along with Beard, Ved, and Norl, the squad included a heavyset man named Al, Alaward and a friendly man named... Okay, now I can't... I don't know how to say this one. Vaskalov?
0: Va, Vashel... Is it Vakas? Vashelov? Vak. Vashlov. And a finally, Vachlev? and a friendly man named Vak.
1: We could say Vak or Vashlev. Vashlev. Okay, a Vashlev and a Lethy man. Sorry, but with obvious Thalen heritage, the two kept trying to get Kaladin to play cards with them. It was an uncomfortable reminder of Saw and the parchment. Uncomfortable reminder. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's pegging at it's still on at his Kaladin's mind. mind. Yeah. yeah. "'Well, you won't believe what happened next,' Beard continued. "'The blackthorn told me.' "'Oh, Stormut, you're not listening, are you?' "'Nope,' Ved says. "'Too busy looking at that.' He nodded back at something they'd passed. Beard snickered. "'Ha! Will you look at that roosting chicken? Who does he think he's impressing?' That's so funny. "'Storming waste of skin,' Ved agreed. Cal grinned and glanced over his shoulder, looking for whoever they were speaking about. "'Must be someone silly to provoke such a strong—' Oh. It was Adolin. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. I love it. It was Aiden. The prince lounged on the corner wearing a false face and a yellow suit after a new fashionable style. He was guarded by Drahiu, who stood several inches taller. Somewhere, Beard says, a kingdom is without its banners because that fellow bought them all up and made coats out of them. <laughs> Where do you think... Where do you think up all these things? Vashlev asked. I mean, storms. Did they just say, you know what I need for the apocalypse? You know what would be really handy? A new coat with extra sequins. <laughs> they So they're making total fun of him. They so are.
0: They so are. And it's awesome. They passed Adolin,
1: who nodded toward Kaladin. If it had been a shake of the head, it would have been the sign to extricate himself and return to the... Taylor's shop. Right.
0: So they also Again. have their own little symbols here, right? Love this. Yeah. Yeah. This
1: is my favorite. It's, it's one of my highlights. Um, Al Award, sorry, hang on. Taylor's shop. Beard continued to snicker. When in the service of the merchant lords of steam, I once had to swim across an entire vat of dye in order to save the prince's daughter. And when I was done, I was still wasn't as colorful as this preening Kremlin. <laughs> Allaward grunted Storming highborns using, Useless for anything but giving a, uh, giving bad orders And eating twice as much food as an honest man And he's saying it while he's the, he's the big heavy set one Right, yeah But Kaladin said, how can you say that? I mean, he's light-eyed like us He winced Did that sound fake? It sure is nice being light-eyed As I, of course, have light eyes Like you, my eyes are lighter the dark eyes of dark eyes
0: (laughs) what i just love the way he's thinking thinking about he's like is this like yeah did did that sound fake because this is how this is how it comes across it is sure nice being light eyes as i of course have light eyes like you eyes are lighter than the dark eyes of dark eyes Meaning like, (laughs) he's clearly not a light eyes. He's faking.
1: (laughs) No, he's faking. He had to summon Sill several times a day to keep his eye color from changing, right? Like us, Beard asks Cal. What crevice have you been living in? Are the Middlers actually useful where you come from? Some, Kaladin says. Beard and Ved, well, the whole squad except Noro, were tenors, men of the 10th dawn lowest ranking of the Light Eyes stratification system, Mm -hmm. Kaladin hadn't ever paid much attention. To him, Light Eyes had always just been Light Eyes. Right. But these men saw the world very differently. Middlers were anyone between Eighth Dawn who weren't quite High Lords. Hmm. They were like another species to each other. Particularly those of the Fifth and Sixth Dawn who didn't serve in the military. And And is that like the Rock? Um, uh, He's a horn eater. It's a completely different thing. It's, it's a separate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it that these men somehow naturally ended up surrounding themselves with others of their own rank? They married tenors, they drank with tenors, and they joked with tenors. They had their own jargon and traditions. There was an entire world presented here that Kaladin had never seen, despite it residing right next door to him. I just... I, this is another highlight for me because... I, I love it seems that all of these chap these recent chapters with Kaladin is just him learning more and more about perspective yep. and people mm-hmm. and either he's learning forgiveness and tolerance and the, how complicated things can be. you know he's he's not dealing with with, with binaries. Mm-hmm. He's it's, being confronted with complexity after complexity.
0: The system, which seems simple at first glance, light eyes and dark eyes is way more complicated than than just that right. all dark eyes see all light eyes as being well look they're privileged they, they're light eyes right but there's this whole subsection of the light eyes that see people a couple of levels above them as being snooty and you know yeah. like and we're we're the down-to-earth ones right you, you know what i mean like we're the, right we're the chill guys that's right it's so funny how how that it's- works
1: well, and it's, I, I just like all of this. I think it's great for Kaladin. And I had a thought, not quite here, it might be a little later. Um, I, I just, I had a thought about about Kaladin's role in this whole story. I, I used to, I used to think that because of the first book, mm-hmm. um, that I needed to see this whole series through Kaladin. Right. And I was thinking that, Okay, this is clearly a story that's going to be about Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me now is more um, thinking of of th- the perspective from Kaladin as, as being like th- this is the um, this is the perspective of a fighter, right? Like he's like a fighter class, mm-hmm. and we're putting him into this Roshar adventure, and you're going to see. Uh, the hardships that this fighter class has gone through. Now you might say he's an Eldritch Knight, actually, mm-hmm. something like that, because of the magic that he yeah, has it, access to.
0: If I were making a Kaladin character in d I would make him an Eldritch Knight.
1: An Eldritch Knight, yeah. yeah.
0: Even though the Eldritch Knight magic in d d is nowhere near as strong as his surges. No.
1: <laughs> right? No, that's true. Um, But yeah, I just, I sort of, uh, I, I this, this chapter re- just sort of uh, came to mind that I should maybe consider viewing this whole series in terms of different classes like character classes mm-hmm. experiencing all of this none of them are really necessarily the the center of attention yeah it's like you're 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 shifting between different perspectives mm-hmm. like you've got the you've got the wizard you've got this or whatever wit is i don't i don't know it's you know yeah with something else j- yeah with something else anyways just a thought Um, some middlers are useful, Kaladin says. Some of them are good at dueling. Maybe we could go back and recruit that guy. He was wearing a sword. Referring, this is referring to Adolin. Yeah. The others looked at him like he was mad. Cal, my kip, Beard says. Kip was a slang word that Kaladin hadn't quite figured it out yet. You're a good fellow. I like you. I like you how you see the best in folks. But you haven't learned to ignore me yet, which most folks... (laughs) <laughs> decide to do after our first meal together. But you've got to learn to see the world for how it is. You can't go around trusting middlers unless they're good officers like the High Marshal. Men like that back, like that one back there, they'll strut about telling you everything you should do, but put them on the wall during an attack and they'll wet themselves yellower than that suit. And nothing could be further from the truth with Come- Adeline completely
0: different like this is the this, this is only the point knew. of it i think right
1: you know what i think oh man maybe this is it you know how kaladin seems to encounter characters groups of you know a squad of people or what he seems to come across these different squads to teach them a new lesson right maybe this is like what he needs to convey. He's learning it about the complexities and now he needs to get, maybe convey it and get them to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He, he definitely, he definitely has
0: been introduced to many different types of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. He's Cal's on a, on a, on a fun journey here. Um, he is. I just love, I, I really do love how different their opinion is of this random light eyes, random Midler mm. and how like it, Cal's going to say it in a second here about mm. Aladin, Co- adelin Colin, that he's like the best of them. Right. You know what I mean? He might yep. be, he said something like he might literally be the best swordsman in all of Alethkar.
1: In, right. He has a chance to prove it. Yeah.
0: And like, he's, he's still the that. reigning, he's still the reigning duelist champion. Right. Right. So, there is no one better at sword fighting, one-on-one, than and colin Alethi.
1: Okay. Right. Uh, Ved says they'd have parties. Best thing for them, really. Keeps them out of our business. What a strange mix of emotions, Kaladin's thinking. On one hand, he wanted to tell them about Amaram and rant about the injustices that were done. At the same time, they were mocking Adelin Colin, who had a shot at the title of best swordsman all of Althcar. Yes, his suit was a little, little bit bright, but if they would merely spend five minutes talking to him, they'd see he wasn't so bad. Aw, oh, Cal. Caladin trudged along, and he sought out Sill, who rode the winds above. Mm-hmm. He'd been given a side sword, a truncheon, and a small round shield. The first thing the wall guard taught him was how to draw the sword by reaching down with his right hand without lowering the shield, pulling it free. They wouldn't use sword or truncheon when the Voidbringers finally assaulted. There were proper pikes up above for that. Down here was a different matter. The large road went around the city. It was wide and clean. They maintained it, these Mm -hmm. guards. But most of the streets that branched off of the wall were crowded with people. Nobody but the poorest and most wretched wanted to be this close to the walls. Mm-hmm. How is it, Ved says, that those refugees can't get it through their heads that we're the only thing separating them from the army outside? Indeed, many of those passed on the side streets watched the patrol with outright hostility. At least nobody had thrown anything at them today. Yeah, what a thankless job.
0: It really like, is. Wh- wh-
1: Why? Why do you think this. Um, Oh yeah, it, it, it actually describes it here. They see that we're fed, Noro replied. Mm-hmm. They smell food from our barracks. We're not thinking with their heads, but with their, sorry, they're not thinking with their heads, but they're with their stomachs. Right. That's right. They're starving. Yeah. Hunger can they're do crazy things. They're looking at you things. soldiers. Yeah. Like, e- even if the soldiers are there to defend them and protect them, well, protect them from while they're hungry? Yeah. Like, th- that's a lot to ask of a, of a group of people, isn't it? Yeah, these regular oh, guys, people in the city. By the way, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to protect you uh, as you continue to starve. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, they don't care about an army outdoors. They care about the
1: pain in their stomach. Yeah, this is, this is brutal, dude. It's pretty heavy, actually. It's,
0: it's great because it gives us a real good look at what's happening in the city
1: you know you know it's it, i i will i will say this during the 6 years i don't know i can't recall exactly how long this deterioration has been occurring in in Colinar mhm um but it it does seem strange to me that the 6 long years of battling on the shattered plains that there wouldn't have been other high princes that would have you know either prevented this from happening in Colinar or you know It getting to Dalinar's attention, you know, Sadius's attention. You know what um, I mean? Like, it hasn't been happening that long. Ah, okay. Right. Um, Okay, maybe that's it.
0: Yeah, it's been. It hasn't been happening that long. Uh, We have to assume that the deterioration of the city happened fairly quickly after the Everstorm. Maybe just before it, when the Queen was um, like throwing these parties, and then the Ardent got killed, and so it's because if it you're right if it had happened five years ago yeah like way before the book seems started then right things would have been taken care of because span reads were still working then
1: right yeah information was a big one in this it mm-hmm. wasn't it in terms of the uh ensuring the de- the deterioration right okay so thankless job they see that we're fed they're not thinking with their heads but with their stomachs half of those belong to the cult anyway beard notes "'One of these days I'll have to infiltrate that. "'Might have to marry their high priestess, "'but let me tell you, I'm terrible in a harem. "'Last time the other men grew jealous of me, (laughs) "'taking all the priestess's attention. (laughs) "'She laughed so hard at your offering "'she got distracted, eh?' Ved asked. "'Actually, there's a story about that. "'Calm it, Beard,' the lieutenant says. "'Let's get ready for the delivery. "'Get intimidating everybody. "'Truncheons only.' The group pulled out their wooden cudgels. It felt wrong to have to defend themselves from their own people. Brought back memories of being in Amaram's army. Everyone had always talked about the glories of the army and the fight on the shattered plains, and yet, once towns got done gawking, they transitioned to hostility with remarkable speed. An army was the sort of thing everyone wanted to have, so long as it was off doing important things elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah
0: nice comment
1: yeah well it's sad right it's Mm -hmm. um, you know again it's um, it's a very complicated thing I think for all of us to sort of square away the necessity for um, our armies Mm -hmm. Noro's squad met up with another from their platoon with two squads on the wall for duty two squads off and two down here patrolling. They were around forty strong. Together the twelve men formed up to guard a slow, chul pulled wagon. It carried a mound of closed sacks. Refugees crowded around, and Kaladin brandished his his truncheon. He had to use his shield to shove a man back who got too close. Mm -hmm. They rolled inward, only one street before stopping at a city square and still flitted down and rested on his shoulder. They look like they hate you. Not me, calden whispered, the uniform. Well, what, if, what will you do if they actually attack? He didn't know. Mm-hmm. He hadn't come to the city to fight the populace, but if he refused to defend the squad. Storming Velalant is late, Ved grumbled. A little more time, Noro said. We'll be, We'll be fine. The good people know this food goes to them eventually yes after the they wait hours in line at velalance distribution stations yeah yeah like this is again it's so much to be asking of these starving people right the system that they
0: have in place to feed them is horrible too
1: it's horrible and have we concluded that it's absolutely unnecessary
0: it seems like a whole lot of um uh um uh, you know second and third party involvement Instead of the guard grabbing the money out uh, the food and distributing it, they're giving it to the people in charge so that they can, can to take distribute their cut it. first, then distribute the leftovers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of a, I mean, sounds like capitalism actually.
1: Yeah, it was capitalism all along. <laughs> Farther into the city, obscured by the gathering crowds, a group of people approached in stark violet with masks obscuring their faces. Kaladin watched uncomfortably as they started whipping their own forearms, drawing pain spren, which climbed from the ground around them, like hands missing their skin, except these were too large and the wrong color and didn't seem human. I prayed to the spren of the night and they came to me, a man at their forefront shouted, raising hands high. They rid me of my pain. Oh no, Sill whispered. Embrace them, the spren of changes. The spread of a new storm, a new land, a new people. Kaladin took Noro by the arm. Sir, we need to retreat. Get this grain back to the warehouse. Yeah, but we have orders to... Noro trailed off as he glanced at the increasingly hostile crowd. Fortunately, a group of some fifty men in blue and red rounded a corner and began shoving aside refugees with rough hands and barked shouts. Noro's sigh was almost comically loud. The angry crowd broke away as Velalant's troops surrounded the grain shipment. Mm-hmm. This like this is so sad. Like yeah. <laughs> it's a harsh chapter, this one. Yeah. Because, it's a, it's a uh, tough one. Well, how how do you put your care how do you put Kaladin in this situation and have him just walk away? You know? Just walk away. Again, it's like Vale. Like veil vale finally said, Look, enough's enough. I'm giving some food away. Yeah. That's it. You know, she figured it out. I'm hoping Kaladin's going to figure it out.
0: And Kaladin has a different mission, right?
1: Yeah, I know. This is not Into, food. Inf- He
0: just happens to be part of a squad that went on a run today to protect the food uh, um, delivery. But that's not, right. the food is not his main concern. Mm-hmm. Right? Getting close right. to these men, finding out what they know. This is supposed to be like a fact finding mission for him. And he you know, he's kind of falling in love with these dudes, like with a squad. <laughs> But he he still does have a mission to do. He can't jeopardize that.
1: Why do we do this in the daytime, Kaladin asks. And why don't you simply come to our warehouse and escort it from there? Why the display? A soldier moved him politely but firmly back from the wagon. The troops surrounded it and marched it away. So no one answers Kaladin on this question, by the way. It's a good question. It's a great question. Why mm. the display? Like, why are you doing this? To yeah. show power? Yeah, I think so. To show control? hmm Like, when they got back to the wall, Kaladin felt like a man seeing land after swimming all the way to Thelena. He pressed his palm against the stone, feeling its cold, rough grain, drawing a sense of safety from it, much as if he would draw out stormlight. It would have been easy to fight that crowd. They were basically unarmed while training prepared you for the mechanics of the fight, the emotions were another thing entirely. Mm-hmm. That is another highlight of mine. Yeah. The fact that he gets back, he, he's so drained from this, he puts his hand on the stone Yeah, and thinks and thinks about this situation. Still huddled on his shoulder, staring back along the street. This is all the queen's fault, Beard says. If she hadn't killed that ardent... Would you stop with that? Noro says sharply. My squad, we're we're on the wall next. You have half an hour to grab a drink or a nap, and then assemble at the station above. And storms be praised for that, Beard says, heading straight for the stairwell. I'll happily take some time staring down an enemy army. Thank you very much. Kaladin joined Beard in climbing. He still didn't know where the men had gotten his nickname, Noro was the only one in the squad who had a beard. It wasn't even that impressive. Why do we pay off the High Lords' beard? Vellalant and his type are pretty useless from what I've seen. Yeah, we lost the real High Lords in the riots to the palace. But the High Marshal knows what to do. I suspect that if uh, we didn't share with people like Vellalant, we'd have to fight them off from seizing the grain. At least this way, people are eventually getting fed. And we can watch the wall. They talked like that a lot. Holding the city wall was their job. If they looked too far afield, they would lose their focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The city had to stand. Even if it burned inside, it had to stand. To an extent, Kaladin agreed, but the army couldn't do everything. But it still hurt. Yeah. Yeah, what do you make of this? This whole idea of the wall. We have to maintain the wall. Well, it seems, seems like maybe these men like under Noro, under the high marshal, almost have a bit of tunnel vision here. They absolutely do. And I think it's
0: on purpose. Mm. Because if they, By design? if they, if they'd see anything else other than what their duty is, then they might, they might fall apart. They have to just continue to watch yeah. the wall, protect Blinders the Blinders on. Yeah, they have to.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully Kaladin can blow this whole thing up. Because it's not, well, I think you and I both know it's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, when are you going to tell me how we make all that food? Kaladin whispered. I, Beard looked around the stairwell and he leans in. I don't know, Cal, But first thing that Azur did when he took command, had us attack the low monastery by the eastern gates, away from the palace. I know men from other companies who were on that assault. The place had been overrun by rioters. And they had a soulcaster among them, didn't they? Beard nodded. Mm -hmm. Only one in the city that wasn't at the palace where it... Well, you know. Mm -hmm. But how do we use it without drawing the screamers? Kaladin asked. Well, Beard said. His tone shifted. I can't tell you all the secrets. But he launched into a story about the time Beard himself had... Learned to use a soulcaster from the King of Herdaz. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't the best source of information.
0: Like just the the most outlandish stories. Yeah, but wouldn't you imagine,
1: wouldn't you just be surprised if it's all real?
0: Well, some of them is just crazy.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. The High Marshal Kaladin interrupted. Have you noticed the odd thing about her shard blade? There's no gemstone on the pommel or the Mm crossguard. Beard eyed him. Calling the High Marshal a she always provoked a response. Maybe that's why the High Marshal never dismisses it, Beard says. Maybe it's broken somehow. Maybe, Kaladin said. Aside from his fellow Radiance blades, he'd seen only one shard blade that didn't have a gemstone on it the blade of the assassin in white. An honor blade, which granted radiant powers to whoever held it. If Azure held a weapon, that let her have the power of soul casting. Perhaps that explained why the screamers hadn't found it yet. Yeah. Maybe. What do you think? It's possible. They, they're not drawn to an honor blade. Mm-hmm.
0: He's thinking that she, sh- she might have the honor blade of either, um, the light weavers, um, right. uh, Harold or the else callers, Harold, the two orders that Yasna and Shalon can do, he right. thinks that she might have the, um, the honor blade that mimics those powers, those two surges.
1: Wow. So that would they also mean that she would have, survival.
0: if that's true, that means yeah. that that blade would also grant her light weaving if it was right. the the one or, um, the, the one where uh, um, Yasna can open up portals. Right. Right, because that's how she get, can go to Shadesmar and back, because she's got that. So maybe the elf color is, is how she's getting the food. Maybe. Maybe she's going to Shadesmar, making it, and bringing it back. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? We don't know.
1: Wow, that's complicated. They finally emerged out onto the top of the wall. Stepping into the sunlight, the two of them stopped looking over the flowing city with the breaching wind blades and rolling hills. The palace, ever in gloom, dominated the far side. The wall guard barely patrolled the section of wall that passed behind it. Yeah, I was wondering about that with Mm -hmm. the wall guard, like who, what more information might they get from on the palace side? Right. But as it's just saying there, they actually don't go there very often. No, because the army's not set up there. Right. No focus, but also it's a blind spot. Right. I'm saying. For sure. Did you know anyone in the palace guard ranks? Caledon asks, Are there any of the men in there still in contact with families out here or anything? Beard shook his head. I got close a little while back. I heard voices, Cal, whispering to me to join them. The High Marshal says we have to close our ears to those. Hmm. We can't take... Sorry, we can't take us unless we listen. Sorry, they can't take us unless we listen. Mm -hmm. He rested his hand on Caledon's shoulder. Your questions are honest, Cal, but you worry too much. We need to focus on the wall. It's best not to talk too much about the queen or the palace. Like we don't talk about Azure being a woman? We don't talk
0: about Azure. (laughs) We
1: don't talk about Azure. Her secret, Beard winced. I mean, the High Marshal's secret is ours to guard and protect. We do a storming poor job of that, then. Hopefully we're better at defending the wall, Kaladin says. Beard shrugged, but still kept his hand on Kaladin's shoulder. For the first time, Caledon noticed something. There's no glyph ward. Beard glanced at his arm, where he wore the traditional white armband that you'd tie a glyph ward around. His was blank. Yeah, he said, shoving his hand in his coat pocket. Why not? Caledon said. Beard shrugged. Let's just say I know a lot about telling which stories have been made up. Nobody's watching over us, Cal. He trudged off toward their muster station, one of the tower structures that lined the wall, still stood up on Kaladin's shoulder and then walked up as if on invisible steps through the air to stand even with his eyes. She looked after Beard, her girlish dress rippling in the wind that Kaladin couldn't feel. "'Dalinar thinks God isn't dead,' she said, "'just that the Almighty, Honor, was never actually God.' you're part of honor doesn't that offend you hmm. every child eventually realizes that her father isn't actually god do you think anybody is watching do you really think there isn't anything out there strange question to answer to a little bit of a divinity yeah it is a weird question coming from a small part of divinity caladin mm-hmm. lingered in the doorway to the guard tower Just so he doesn't answer her does no. he Inside, the men of the squad of Platoon 7 Squad 2, which didn't have the same ring to it as Bridge 4, laughed and banged about as they gathered equipment. I used to take the terrible things that had happened to me, he said, as proof that there was no God. Then, in some of my darkest moments, I took my life as proof there must be something up there, for only intentional cruelty could offer an explanation. He took a deep breath and then looked toward the clouds. He had been delivered up unto the sky and had found magnificence there. He'd been given the power to protect and to defend. Now, he said, now I don't know. So he does try to answer her here. He does, yeah. With all due respect, I think Dalinar's beliefs sound too convenient. Now that one deity has proven faulty, he insists that the Almighty was must never have been God. That there must be something else. I don't like it, so maybe this simply isn't a question we can ever answer. He stepped into the fortification. It had broad doors on either side leading it from the wall, where slits on the outside would uh, provide archer positions. He was sliding his shield onto a rack when the drums sounded, calling the alarm. Sills zipped up behind him like string suddenly pulled taut. Assault on the wall, Kaladin shouted. Equip up. He scrambled across the room and seized a pike. From the side of the wall, sorry, from the line on the wall, he tossed it to the first man who came, then continued distributing as men scrambled to obey their signals. Lieutenant Noro and Beard handed out shields, rectangular full shields in contrast to the small patrolling shields. Form up, Kaladin shouted, right before Noro did it. That's a highlight for me. Yeah, his instincts just take
0: o- take take over From, there.
1: Yeah, it's huge. I love it. Um, storms. He thinks I'm not their commander. Feeling like an idiot, Kaladin took his own pike and balanced the long pole, carrying it besides or carrying it out beside beside Beard, who only carried a shield. On the wall, the four squads formed a bristling formation of pikes and overlapping shields. Some of the men in the center, like Kaladin and Noro, held only a pike, gripping it two-handed. Sweat trickled down Kaladin's temples. He'd been trained briefly with pike, in terms of pike blocks, with his time in, the Amaram, in Amaram's army. They were used as a counter to heavy cavalry, which was a newer development in Alethi warfare. They are great for thrusting outward toward an entire enemy of troops. But he wasn't sure how well they would be used here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The other platoon formed up to the tower's top, holding bows. Hopefully the arrows mixed with the defensible pike formation would be effective. Kaladin finally saw the fused streaking through the air, approaching another section of the wall.
0: We're streaking!
1: <laughs> yes, we're
0: streaking. We're streaking!
1: <laughs> this is actually a really crazy thing, I find, this, what happens here. Mm-hmm. Um, Because... You know, it, it's an action moment at the end of this chapter. Yeah. Okay. The drum the drum sound, form up, let's form it is passing out the and you you get everybody assembled on the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready for action. But the attack happens on another portion of the wall, and then you end up watching what happens. Yeah. You don't go to their aid, and then Kaladin, uh in, in a second here in the text is gonna say, ah, they're they're testing the wall. Right testing for weaknesses they're gaining information mm-hmm. they're wanting to know how the army is fed right yeah it's it's kind of an in, it wasn't what i expected at the end of this chapter I, to be. I like
0: it too because if cal cal has the ability to go and fight these fused right off the bat as soon as they show up yeah. he could fly yeah. up there and he could go fight them sure but that would give him away to all the men that would give away to the right. army that he's there right so he just doesn't do it. Right yeah. um, and it would be smart of the army to keep doing this, keep throwing mm-hmm. fuse at the wall, keep getting more information. They can wait it out, yeah, right It's the people 100%. inside the, the 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 city that's starving not the uh, yeah, not the yeah. army on the outside that's right. these kinds of sieges can take months.
1: they can just sit here for months and wait them out. yeah, and wait them out, yeah yeah, this is. <laughs> It's not quite the way I was imagining this to go. Um, Men in the platoon waited, nervous, adjusting glyph wards or repositioning shields. The fused clashed distantly with others on the wall guard. Kaladin could barely make out the yells. The drum beats from the drummer's station were a holding holding beat, telling everyone to remain in their own section. Mm -hmm. Syl came zipping back, Steady, Kaladin thought. But he cut himself off from saying it. Because several of the other men were sort of leaning out as if wanting to break away. He wasn't in command here. Captain... Dia Danner, mm-hmm. The platoon leader hadn't arrived yet, which meant Noro was the ranking officer. And blessedly, Noro spoke up. "'Now don't you break away, Hid,' the lieutenant called. "'Keep your shields together, men. "'If we rush off now,' will be easy pickings Mm -hmm. the men reluctantly pulled back into formation even the fused sorry eventually the fused streaked away their strikes never lasted long they would hit hard testing reaction time and then they then they often broke into and searched the towers nearby they were preparing for a true assault Calvin had figured also trying to find out how the wall guard was feeding itself right The drums signaled for the squads to stand down and the men of Kaladin's platoon lethargically trudged back to their tower. A sense of frustration accompanied them, pent up aggression, all of that anxiety, the rush of battle only to stand and sweat while other men died. Yeah, that's that was a brutal paragraph. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I guess that's something you'd have to get used to, I guess. I guess so. Just
0: sitting there watching people, You, you know, die.
1: Kaladin helped rack up the weapons, and then got himself a bowl of stew and joined Lieutenant Noro. "'You have my apologies, sir,' Kaladin said softly. "'I'll see it doesn't happen again.' "'Um, it?' "'I preempted you earlier. "'I gave orders when it was your place.' "'Oh, well, you're quick, right off the cuff, Cal. "'Eager for combat, I'd say.' "'Perhaps, sir.' "'You want to prove yourself to the team?' "'Well, I like a man with with enthusiasm.' Keep your head, and I suspect you'll end up as a squad leader before too long. (laughs) That's so funny. He said it like a proud parent. Permission, sir, to be excused after duty or from duty? There might be wounded that need my attention further along the wall. Wounded? Cal, I know you said you had some field medicine training, but the army surgeons will be there already. Right. They'd have actual surgeons. Hmm. Noro claps him on the shoulder. Go in and eat your stew. There will be enough action later. Don't run too fast towards danger. All right, I'll try to remember that, sir. Still, there was something to do. Sorry, still there was nothing to do but walk back into the tower. Still, alighting on his shoulder, and sit down to eat a stew. Mm-hmm. He's
0: feeling it. He's feeling like he, he had to sit back and watch them get uh, get attacked. Couldn't do right. anything. And then even was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I can go and help them survive this attack. He's like, oh yeah, right, uh, there's people already there to do that. Okay, hmm, what am I going to do? Inaction is not his forte. He takes action. Yeah. Right, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's completely frustrated. Yeah,
0: what's your... Which which I
1: like. What's your highlight? Well, um, I don't... So, I guess my highlight would be um, that it appears that Kaladin is... Uh, uneasy about this I'm I'm hoping that this this chapter is he's witnessing so many things that he hopefully in the future will no longer tolerate Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like him having to get used to the fact the way that they're feeding the people like I, I just don't see these characters like I mean look at Vale it took her you know her mission Shallan's mission to get started on her mission to realize, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to kill two birds with one right. stone here. I'm going to do the now thing i Kaladin... and do the thing I want to do. Right. So whether Kaladin can pull that off remains to be seen. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I sort of like that it's a bug. Um, I really like the way that he's connecting with the men. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's mm-hmm. another highlight for me. And, um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see
0: what happens if Kaladin is at the part of the wall that gets attacked by these test runs. Yeah. That'll be really interesting to see if if that kind of thing happens, where it's not the full battle, but if his part of the wall had gotten attacked just now, how would he have reacted? Would he have just fought with that pike? Or
1: would he have? Would he have exploded out he, his Kaladin yeah, Stormblast? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or would he, be, uh, at, at the very least, like you know, summon Syl, a much right. better weapon? Like I don't know. It's re- it's gonna be really interesting if that happens. But yeah, um, it is. My uh, my highlight is really simple. It's Adolin. He's not even really in this chapter, oh. but like, <laughs> yeah, right. you know,
1: I just, yeah. it's so fun. The but yellow, the yellow canary. Yeah. That's yeah. such a
0: fun part of the, the, the chapter. It really is. And uh, Cal yeah. saying like, these guys don't even know him. If they spent five minutes with him, they would see he's legit mm-hmm. like the best fighter, probably in all of Alethkar. Right. Um, the most competent. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, Adolin's awesome. So yeah. Give him a little love. Give him a little love. So the chapters that we are covering next week are 74 Mm -hmm. and 75. And then I'm going to give you a heads up that Mm. we are going to prepare to do 74 and 75. Yeah. And then we're going to do a live read of 76. Oh, so I've been telling you that yeah, I've been telling you that we have a a couple of live reads coming up and it's coming up next episode. So what we'll do wow. is we will um go on the Discord server with all of our our, our Discord fam and mm-hmm. we will cover in front of them 74 and 75. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take a quick like 5 minute break or whatever, get a coffee and then you are going to live read 76. 76. And I think you are wow. going to be
1: pleasantly surprised at what happens. So Pl- pl- okay is that a is that are you telling me a real thing that i'm pleasantly surprised or is that or am i a- lying
0: you'll never know actually you'll know next week <laughs> i'll know next week. you'll never that's know awesome. until next week i
1: can't wait i'm very
0: excited for that that's <laughs> yeah, great same um so yeah um let's get to the info dump real quick here uh thanks to buzzkill mm-hmm. joe for uh doing all the work for us for on the in- info dump uh, chapter 72, Rockfall, um, Brightness Nananev is a middle-aged Alethi woman with a bun of hair pra- uh, practically as tall as she was. She's very, a very unimportant character in this whole scheme of things. But um, for this chapter, she was the person that Shalon Shallan vale, vale with dimples almost became, wanted to actually move right. into her house. Muri, the seamstress, is one of these people that um, uh, that Grun said to give money uh, the food to. Also, Jom, the cobbler, and then the. the kids, the refugee kids that were uh, hanging out in the moonlit way park, so um really cool that she's like giving out food here to these these different places, and I like how we're getting like names like uh ringington market moon uh, moonlit way park, so there's like like these areas of Colar we're getting to know a little bit um more like a geography kind of lesson um obviously grund he's the little urchin um it's really awesome. It says uh, one of his arms ended in a twisted, unusable hand. Three fingers were uh, mere nubs, and the other were too, uh, two were crooked. But um, this boy, like you pointed out, seems to have found some kind of solace in drawing, which is really cool. That um, you know, it kind of mirrors Shalon a little bit, um, trauma, and then finds her way into drawing as a way of being able to um, get past that trauma, or try to, anyways. Um, uh, fear spren appear like globs of goo. They do appear to be normal. Um, obviously, we talked about Rockfall, this place with the castle and the uh, waterfalls were soul cast into different types of the material. Crystal, wood, and uh, marble, which is really, really cool. Shinovar rugs were are made by a blind man who trained 30 years with a master weaver before being allowed to produce his own rugs. Um, I feel like this is a story rich people say about their shit. You know, like it's not actually true. It's just like, yeah, um, my, my rugs were made by a blind man who had a train for 30 years and then he died after making my rugs. So these are one of a kind. I feel like that's just a lie. Doesn't it feel like a lie?
1: (laughs) It could be a lie or again, it's one, one heck of a thing that, uh, that, you know, the rich have these things that are so rare and, uh. Exclusive. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think maybe you you might be right on that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So a couple more little things here. Uh, evernight is the name of the time when the everstorm hits. So whenever the everstorm hits, they call it evernight. Um. So obviously that happens uh, several times a month or whatever the frequency is. Um. Mm. And then Mythica is the name of the uh, mm-hmm. volume that Shalon is looking for that talks about the unmade. Um. Let me ask you. Do you think, um. Do you think that Shalon finds this novel, this, this volume, and if she does,
1: do we get to read excerpts from it? I hope so. I hope that Mythica is a little drop. Is it the first time we're hearing about that drop? This
0: is the first, yeah, this is the first. Uh, well, well, I think we yeah. heard about it maybe last, one of the other chapters, or Shallan was saying that she's looking for a tome about the unmade, uh, but this is the first time I think we get the name Mythica. The title. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I am, I I like the name a lot. I think it's great. Um, And yeah, I would be, I would be, it it would be great to have Mythica as a part of the furthering of the story. I think that it would be quite shocking if Sanderson did not let us
0: read excerpts. He's been doing it this whole time, in this series, Way of Kings, Words of Radiance. So Mm -hmm. it would be very shocking if there wasn't a book within a book that we got to read, which I mean, it's it's one of the best parts of the, the series is reading a book within a book. So (laughs) yeah, let's hope that we get it. Um, so then, uh, chapter 73 telling which stories, um, there's a squad of seven, which is a Caledon beard, Ved, Alaward, uh, Veskalov and, um, Noro. Uh, which is like this group here other platoon member names that come up are hid and um, captain dead which is really cool it's nice to hear all these names um, it kind of feels like Cal's starting over he just gets to be a regular soldier again for a little bit mm-hmm. it's like his yeah. story has come full circle but not necessarily in the same place that the circle of the last circle started so it's really neat Alan's <laughs> new suit is a yellow suit it's in the new <laughs> fashionable style a style and it has yeah. many sequins which is amazing i love that it's very sequent it's so funny <laughs> um then there was a, a a group of the cult of moments that were there they were wearing stark violet clothing with masks obscuring their faces they were dressed like fear spren. um and then azure's blade um he says here that um Aside from his fellow Radiance Blades, he'd seen one shard blade that he didn't have a gemstone in it, the Blade of the Assassin in White, which was the Honor Blade. And then he makes a a quick comment here that Kaladin has not seen Zeth since their last fight and has no clue about this new blade that Zeth has. So, um... when talking about having never seen a blade, like only having seen one blade like this one without a gemstone, he is saying the truth because he hasn't actually seen Zeth's new blade yet. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, We learned about Midler's and how complicated light eye society actually is with Mm -hmm. this, you know, the, the the 10th dawn, the tenors and the middlers and, um, how the, you know, the tenors are their own culture altogether, probably more like uh, dark eyes than, than the dark eyes even really realize. So really, really cool. Um, uh, (laughs) last thing here is he says, Kip, Kip was a slang word that Kaladin hadn't quite figured out yet. And he says Mm -hmm. it may or may not be DV. (laughs) <laughs> which is really fun, which is another <laughs> slang term. So yeah, right. thanks a lot, Buzzkill Joe, for all the hard work you do for the uh, 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 info dump. We really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so everyone, that's the episode. Um, if you want to be part of the Patreon team and get to do, to sit in on some of these live reads, especially the one we're doing next week, um, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of and sign up for the discord. Um, there's a bunch of different tiers there. If you sign up for the second tier, uh, Craftmaster Mike will send you a nice little swag bag in the mail and you'll get, uh, you know, a, a beer cozy and a, um, a, a coaster and a dice bag with all our logos on it and stuff. So that's really cool. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at heres of a at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at heroes of one. You can reach out on the, uh, on Instagram at the storm pod, and you can always, uh, find our subreddit, the storm pod and the Facebook page of the storm pod. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's the, the show everyone. Uh, Jack, are you excited for the next week? Library I baby couldn't be more excited. Let's I'm do this. very curious.
1: Yeah. Pleasantly surprised are the words that you used. Mhm. Yeah, I might be trying this live So hopefully so. Let's Yeah, hopefully hopefully it actually is going to be pleasantly surprising. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. um
0: I'm I'm excited and worried. So um Yeah, so let's end the show there. Thank you very much everyone for listening. We love you very much. Until next time.
1: Take care, everybody.
0: The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Mori. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Acathra.